0: We've had a really fascinating discussion this morning. Um, The question was, how can Britain's built environment improve social inclusion? And that's something which you've been interested in for many years, decades. Just take us through what what, what your thoughts on the discussion were and, and what ideas you think may have come out of it.
1: Well, it's always interesting to hear people from different backgrounds with different agendas you know i as you say i've been focused on housing conditions and housing quality for 30 or 40 years or so and i kind of come across it from a sort of statistical perspective so it's different diff, it's good to see how people are coping with delivering government policies on the ground one of the things i think we're all agreed on is that there's that poor people end up living in poor housing it's a fact of life um, but the problem is, I, I always struggle with is the children who are brought up in those environments. It's not their fault that they're brought into a, a poor home and yet they have to live in poor housing and they have to suffer the consequences of that. And there was a, quite a lot of discussion today about what, can, what we can do about that, how we can get out of that situation uh, and to me, the one that was screaming out was that we must build more top quality social housing you know it 's as I say it 's screaming out at you If children are brought in uh, uh, are brought up in a good quality housing environment, they do better at school, they have longer life expectancy, their education is better uh, their productivity their life chances are better all around, and the whole Government, uh, the whole country, gains from that investment. So one of the things that we did hear a lot about was poor quality housing within
0: the private rented
1: sector. What's
0: going on there at the moment?
1: Others can, can give you better detail on what is going on there at the moment. But the big problem is, again, that some of our poorest people are trapped in the private rented sector. There isn't the social housing for them to move into. So you have families living sometimes four to a room, uh, children trying to do their homework, trying to achieve at school when they're bounced from from one bed-sit-flat to another, uh, and they just cannot get on in that sort of environment. The big problem, again, is There is a problem in that the private rented sector is not properly regulated, the housing is poor, but the real underlying factor there is that they should be in good quality social housing environments and it's just not available for them.
0: And the other thing I know you're interested in is joined-up thinking in government. Yeah. More of a sense of, you know, the the departments responsible for housing talking more to the NHS about, about the future and about how people's health can be kept at a reasonable level so it doesn't suffer later on and cost everybody more?
1: Yeah, I mean, part of the problem is, is we all see the benefits of people being brought up and living in good quality housing but who pays for it, who picks up the bill. We know from the work that we've done that if you live, leave people living in the poorest housing, it's costing the NHS about £2.5 billion a year in the UK. That's just dealing with the problems associated with li- living in poor housing, uh, poor health relating to dampness, asthma, uh, cold homes, hypothermia, respiratory problems home accidents, all these sorts of issues. But the problem is, who pays for it and who gains for it? UK PLC as a whole gains from the fact that people are brought up in good housing. Um, But they say, who pays for that in the first place? The Department of Housing is not one of the most wealthy departments in government. uh, And yet, so putting a lot of money into housing investment, to see that investment being picked up by the National Health Service is a difficult thing to get your head around. And again, departments should be talking with each other uh, and and enjoying the multiple benefits of this investment.
0: Now, the other thing you're responsible for is the English House Condition Survey, which BRE has been working on for 30 years. What direction is that moving in at the moment?
1: Um, the direction is 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 sound. It's an annual survey. The government is committed to it. It measures several targets through the um, English Housing Survey: who lives in de- a, a non-decent home, what the energy efficiency of those homes are, who lives in fuel poverty, who lives lives in the worst housing, uh, and it's that sort of information that is available for all to see. For us to realise that uh, the UK has the oldest housing stock in Europe. Um, it has some of the worst housing quality in Europe. Uh, and there are me- measurable ways we can go about
0: fixing that. What are, come on, what are some of these measurable ways that we could actually improve the existing housing stock?
1: Well, identifying and targeting the most vulnerable people in the poorest housing. You can see that through through the survey. You can do that through the survey. And you can target policies on um, reducing overcrowding in in, in homes, um, improving energy efficiency of homes, which takes people out of fuel poverty, identifying health and safety hazards in the home, like dangerous staircases, dangerous cookers and wiring and things like that. Little things which may not seem very important, but actually add up to huge sums of money and huge stress on people in society. And what can
0: BRE do? What is BRE's important contribution it's making towards raising standards?
1: There there are two areas. One is my area, which is um, managing uh, and identifying the performance of the existing housing stock. Uh, And Gwyn, who you'll talk to later, who is about building the best quality new housing for the future. But on the new housing front, we build so few new houses every year compared to how many homes that are existing. I, I often say that I, um, uh, I work on the 99.9% of homes that exist from one year to the next. Gwyn, my colleague, works on the 0.1% that are built every year. But the reality of it is, if you are building so few houses, you need to build to the absolute best and top quality that you possibly can, because statistically those houses are going to have to last for about a thousand years. So you might as well, make, and it's such an effort to get the planning permissions, acquire the land, everything else, you might as well get the best quality possible. And again, you can take the messages from building top quality housing and apply those to the existing housing stock. So you can look at, at, at what good housing looks like. And on an incremental basis, apply that to the existing housing stock.